men. We are not simple, chest-thumping, rock-smashing, fire-starting barbarians. We have depth. We intensely feel. We are scared, yet brave. We love to have fun. We're imperfect and make mistakes. We're compassionate and loving. We are multifaceted. Let's explore the reality of masculinity together. To say that I am excited about the next few episodes would be an understatement, and that is because we are going to be diving into dreams. And not just diving into them, but really breaking them down in a way that you can apply them to your life in a tangible, practical way. And by the end of these next three episodes, I believe that regardless of where you are on the spectrum of dreams, whether you have them all the time and you really believe in them, or if you go, yeah, you know what, Josh, I just don't dream. It's just not a part of who I am. That regardless of where you are on that spectrum, these three episodes are going to help bring clarity to dreams as well as help you integrate them or more integrate them into your life. So today we're really identifying what are the sources of your dreams. It's important to know what those sources are because that will dictate how much emotional bandwidth you should put towards them, as well as the five primary types of dreams. And then in future episodes, we're going to be diving into if you're someone that says, you know what, I just don't dream. Really, how do you activate your dream life? Or if you have dreams, but you don't feel like you have very many, how to increase your dreams. And if you have dreams all the time, really how to understand or pull out more of the details within your dreams. And lastly, on the third episode, we're going to be diving into understanding those dreams. How do you take what you've pulled out of your dreams and really integrate them into your life in a way that they are working for you instead of against you? You know, you spend a third of your life sleeping And so you have to believe that God would use that time for your advantage. And I believe that one of the biggest avenues for that is through your dreams. So if you haven't subscribed already, you need to do that, especially for these next three, because they're really going to build on one another. I know statistically, according to my analytics, a lot of you listen, but very few of you subscribe. And so these are going to be the ones that you don't want to skip or miss a beat on. And also, if you happen to have a friend or friends or family members that struggle with dreams or it's been something that's been a question mark in their life, I would really encourage you to share these few episodes with them because it's going to help them bring clarity to their dream life as well as reduce the question mark that a lot of us have around dreams. All right, without further ado, let's dive into identifying the source of the dreams. How do you do that? As well as what are those five primary types? Today's topic has been an intricate part of my own life, my own process. And not only that, but it has actually been one of the reoccurring themes that has kind of stood out in what others have seen in me. And just to give you one example of that, when I lived in Redding, California, there was a gal that came to speak at the church that I was going to at the time. Her name was Cindy McGill. And she has a book, which I highly recommend. It's called Night's Corridor, uh, How to Use 
your dreams for guidance, hope, and power. She had come in to speak for kind of a weekend teaching training. And I love what Cindy brought to the table. And just first and foremost, in the sense of who she is, she basically used dreams as an avenue into places that most people avoid, or especially Christians, run from or afraid of. What I mean by that is she would go into different kind of festivals or porn conventions or the Burning Man, these areas that traditionally you're taught to you know, avoid at all costs to prevent being somebody who stumbles. And she would just go for it. And dreams were this tool that she used to be able to kind of get in the door because dreams are one of those things that whether you are Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu, atheist, we all dream. And so it's one of the many common ground areas that we can find our humanity in. And and so when she would go to these different conventions, she would realize that she could use dreams as a means of being able to cut through a lot of people's defenses to get to the heart of what someone was feeling or thinking or saying or what spiritually was happening in them. And we're going to get into all of that here. But she came to Redding, California, where I was living at the time. And when she did this training, the way that she kind of wrapped it up, one of her big things was that anyone and everyone can understand dreams, can integrate them into your life. And one of her passions was really to help equip other people to use dreams rather than to just kind of have it be one of those kooky things that happens to us with really no explanation. And the way that she kind of proved that was to end the training. She said, okay, you know, raise your hand if you have had some sort of a dream that feels substantial or stands out or maybe a reoccurring dream. And so somebody raised their hand and, and then she said, okay, now who would like to interpret, you know, what this person's about to say? And a few people went and, I finally raised my hand and said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And prior to that, I will say that there was maybe a dozen times or so that I had had a friend or certain friends tell me their dreams. And to me, all I did was just say, oh, well, I feel like this is kind of what it means. And it almost felt obvious to me, not in a sense of undercutting their inability to understand it. I think a lot of times we have a hard time understanding our own dreams. But for me, it was literally just kind of, well, this is what I see, and not realizing it would cut to the core of a lot of things. And and so because I had had a few of those experiences leading up to it, I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Why not? And Cindy called me up, and I'll never forget, she kind of stood there, and and the lady across from me, she was telling me her dream, and it was related to her husband and kind of spirituality and her relationship with God and where that was. And for me, I just did what I had done before, which was, okay, well, you know, that this is the setting. And, you know, when you said that the alligator was coming into the room and you were hiding in the wall, this is your secret place with God and this da 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 da. And I just kind of broke it down the way that I saw it. And I'll never forget the look on Cindy's face. It was almost like she was shocked by what I was doing. And she said, you know, we're actually going to keep you up here and do another one because you caught details that I didn't catch. And I thought that was interesting at the time. And 
unfortunately we had run out of time and so we didn't get to do another dream interpretation but afterwards we waited in line and did kind of a book signing and cindy said you have such a gift for dreams i actually see you teaching and training and equipping other people when it comes to dreams and at the time i kind of blew it off i said you know that sounds really cool really encouraging considering the fact that you're someone who dreams is what you do it's who you are it's your cornerstone and i took it as a compliment but not really as something that i should quote unquote own in who i am and what i bring to the table in life and since then i've just kind of always had friends tell me their dreams and i kind of share my insights and i had blair who was on a couple episodes ago he would always challenge me and he would lovingly say, man, Josh, you're just such a freak when it comes to dreams. I think you need to do something with that. And my response had always been, well, you know, I appreciate it, but I don't know how to teach it or train it or do anything beyond just kind of share my own opinion. And three weeks ago, that really shifted because I flew out to California and spent a week shooting video for a dream interpretation course and it's not necessarily what it's going to be called yet in unpacking the facets of dreams and where they come from and how to interpret them and what to look for and how to position yourself to increase them and how to understand them taking the time to teach all of that i realized there was way more that i had been carrying than i realized and so what i want to do with the podcast is really take kind of a mini series and break down some of the key components that I feel really stood out to me and just kind of pass them along. And I think it's a, like a lot of different things in life. You can take it and you can take it in and really begin to digest it and integrate it into your life, or you can dismiss it and you can say, nah, it's just one of those things that I do and I never really understand. How you respond to your dreams largely determines how prominent they are in your life. And let me start by just saying everybody dreams every night. Now that's a strong statement to say. I know that, but it's true. The question is not whether or not you dream, it's whether or not you retain the dream or remember the dream. And one really quick, easy example to show how that is a matter of fact is that I've had countless people choose to kind of lean into dreams is what I call it. And in that, all of a sudden they say, you know what? I have not dreamt in years, but this week I had these three vivid dreams and it's crazy. I don't understand it. And personally, I don't believe that there's a faucet that's turned off. And once you say, okay, I choose dreams that all of a sudden it turns on. What it is, is that you're positioning yourself to actually look for and lean into your dreams. Now, there's a few really important things that I think you have to be aware of in order to really take advantage of dreams. And we're only going to get into a few of them today. Like I said, this is going to be a little mini series, but you have to start with identifying the source of your dreams. Because if you just lump dreams into, well, they're either there or they're not there, and don't really think about where they're coming from 
without that first step, you are setting yourself up for failure in a lot of ways because you could either be investing too much of your emotional bandwidth in trying to understand something that really shouldn't be understood or just downright doesn't matter. Or you could be overlooking something that's really important and it is trying to get your attention through dreams and you'd kind of dismiss it. And so there's really three areas that your dreams come from. And one is your heart. Uh, if you didn't listen to the episode that Blair was on, I would highly recommend it. It was the episode that really broke down what exactly is your heart and why does it matter? And so we're not going to get into that part of it, but your heart is definitely an area and a source of where your dreams can come from. And the reason is because a lot of times you're staying busy enough throughout your day where you are consciously engaging your mind in order to do whatever life has before you now. But when you're asleep, you're shutting that part of you down. Your mind is literally physically rebuilding certain things and repairing certain things in your mind. And so when your mind is shut off and in that state, what happens is it lets your subconscious, your heart, actually speak to you. And the avenue that that can come from is your heart in the shape of a dream. So understanding that your heart is actually one of the sources for your dreams is important to know. The second one is spiritual. Now, where you fall on the spectrum of spirituality could largely determine what you think of or perceive is the source of the spiritual side of dreams. But within spirituality, I would say that there are really three things. One is positive dreams. Two is negative dreams. And three is actually not even dreams, although they feel like dreams, they're actually spiritual encounters. And to kind of break it down a little bit further is positive dreams. You know, I would say that those are things that draw you closer to God, to your relationship with God. Negative things, they push you further away from your true self, whether that is causing you to doubt yourself or wrestle with things or further believe a lie about yourself or divide a relationship, and identifying that accurately, you can and you should dismiss those dreams quickly. And the third one being spiritual encounters, these are not dreams. These are your spirit having an encounter and an experience with the spiritual realm around you. Now, how do you know that it's a spiritual encounter and not a dream? Well, there's a lot of ways to identify that, but one of the simplest is if you had a very, very vivid dream and it, one, it drew you closer to your relationship with God, but two, you woke up exhausted. It wasn't that you have a newborn baby and are waking up every two hours or that you drank too much alcohol, or things that practically affect your sleep, you actually feel like you slept, but you woke up exhausted. If that's the case, a lot of times that means that you had a spiritual encounter. It wasn't a dream. It, it took the shape of a dream, but your spirit engaged with the spiritual environment around you. And so that's kind of three subsets within the section of spiritual dreams. And the third one is pizza dreams, right? It's the ones where 
you watch a movie about zombies taking over the world and then you have a dream about zombies breaking into your house, whatever it may be. It's essentially left over from what your mind was engaging with during that day or that night. And so those are the dreams that really you shouldn't spend any time putting any attention or focus on. Now, why does that matter? Well, because if you have a dream that's a pizza dream or a negative dream, you really shouldn't pay attention to them. You shouldn't give them any emotional space or bandwidth internally. And if it's your heart trying to speak to you, your subconscious trying to get your attention when your conscious is actually at rest, you should pay attention to that. Or one of those positive dreams that draws you closer to your relationship with God or relationship with yourself. You should also pay attention to that and really take it in and understand why is that dream coming to you? Given where you are in life, the experiences you have so far in life, the relationships that you have, a lot of times dreams can give you a pulse on where you are and where you're headed. Now, if you're completely disconnected from God or disconnected from your heart, it could actually be them trying to get through to you, to grab your attention. And that is one of the reasons why you may have reoccurring dreams. And speaking of reoccurring dreams, that is one of four or five different types of dreams. But first, we talked about the source of them. Now, let's talk about the types, like what kind of dreams can you have? Well, one, like I just said, is reoccurring dreams. Now, that those can come from either childhood trauma, something happens, and the dream is your subconscious replaying that, the emotion connected to that in the shape of a dream. It can also be a deep, deep, deep calling on your life, as in it is your true self, your heart, trying to get your attention to guide you towards one of your natural strengths. It's actually meant to draw you closer to that person that you are meant to be. And a lot of times, if you have reoccurring dreams, they will continue to be reoccurring until you get clarity or an understanding of what that dream means. I've had a lot of times where people share their reoccurring dream with me, and then I give the meaning of it to them, and all of a sudden, that reoccurring dream lifts. It's just gone. It doesn't reoccur anymore. And it's because that dream has been reoccurring in an attempt to get your attention, whether that is the childhood trauma or that calling in your life. Essentially, when you honor that dream by choosing to engage with it and understand it, the need for it to be reoccurring goes away. Now, another kind of dream is a lucid dream. And this is when you know that you're dreaming. It's kind of like being in a video game rather than watching a movie, per se. And a lot of times in lucid dreams, you're actually able to control what happens in that dream because you're aware of your dreaming. Like you're aware of the fact that you are dreaming and in that you can kind of guide it or control it. A lot of times 
this comes into play when you're kind of half awake, half asleep in that state. But only roughly 30% of people have these kinds of experiences where you can actually be aware of the fact that you're dreaming and control your dream. And another kind of dream, and I get this a lot of times with people, is they say to me, man, I had two or three dreams last night. And whether they were vivid or not vivid, but it feels like separate dreams that you had. But really what they are is they're multi-stage dreams. A lot of times, let's just use an example of your heart speaking to you. It could be where you were at a certain process, where you currently are, and where you're headed. But it feels like three different dreams because maybe the scene suddenly changes or the people suddenly change. Or it feels like it's just a completely disjointed dream. But when you begin to integrate dreams into your life and understand them and look for the meaning of them, then what you begin to realize is those separate dreams, they're actually multi-stage dreams. As in it's transitioning from one scene to another. It's kind of like a movie or a TV show where it has different scenes, but it is one movie. It has an overarching theme within those stages. But a lot of times you have to find the thread that sews those scenes together because they can feel very different. And not to get all inception on you, but lastly is a dream within a dream. As in you're having a dream, but part of that dream is that you are dreaming. And I've even had people that have dreams within a dream within a dream. And really what a lot of times that means is, is one, those are very, very significant dreams. They can have multiple layers because it's the dream within the dream. Each one of those layers can actually have meaning. So it, it presents more depth in the meaning itself. And if you ever experience this, just one word of encouragement there is a lot of times the dream within a dream, those can take weeks or months or even years to understand or to find its meaning. So if you experience that, all I'm saying is don't try to rush and find the meaning for a dream within a dream. Because it's kind of like a puzzle piece. You start to get the pieces as you live through life and get more understanding. Now, as you can tell, we are already at the end of today's episode, and we've only done identifying the source and the different types of dreams. And this is really why I wanted to do a series on dreams, because I think it's important to have a whole approach and a whole understanding of dreams in order to really integrate it. It's one thing just to kind of have a reference point to say, oh yeah, vehicles normally means business or ministry or calling in life or whatever it may be. Or if I don't have teeth, then it means that I feel like I don't have a voice in life or I'm not being heard or I don't have my identity anchored. Or if I'm in the shower and naked, then it means I feel vulnerable. Like you can have just kind of a checklist of interpretations within those. But to really integrate them into your life, it's important to understand the broad spectrum of dreams. Now, we didn't get into what you do with your dreams or how to actually identify 
the different ones. And we're going to dive into some of that in future episodes. But if you're serious about dreams and you really want to make it a part of your life, as in use for your benefit what you experience a third of your life of sleep, then I would say keep an eye out for the dream interpretation course. Because with these podcasts, we're just touching kind of the high level, which I know even in this today's episode was a lot of information. I just kind of fire hosed it at you. If you have questions, you can always write into multifacetedmasculinity.com forward slash questions. And please feel free or on social media, wherever it may be, to ask follow-up questions. Like this is a big part of my heart is to help people understand dreams and integrate them in your life. And in order to do that, I feel like it's important to look at dreams as a whole and really understand them so that the mystery is removed and you can be able to make them a part of your life. See, a lot of times we don't entertain dreams because the lack of clarity feels intimidating or scary or unknown, and so it feels easier just to dismiss it. So for today, we're just going to stop here where we're at identifying the source of the dreams and understanding the types. And we're going to dive into the other aspects that really affect both how to manage dreams, increase dreams, break down dreams, all of that we're going to start to get into. So if you have a friend who has had a dream that has haunted them for years or anyone that you know that dreams has been something that they have wrestled with, I highly encourage you to share these episodes, share this series, because it's really going to help them understand their dreams as well as integrate them into their life.